business is a living organism. Multiplying constantly, surrounded by predators. There's no room for idle time or second guessing. New discoveries are made hourly. New ideas are ready to be devoured and redefined. This business is binary. You're a one or a zero. Alive or dead. There is no second place. It's been suggested by the media and Congress that you're violating antitrust laws and threatening competition. Mr. Winston, can you reasonably deny that you have a monopoly in this area? Well, the only monopoly we have at Nerve, Congressman, is a monopoly on excellence. Everybody, welcome to Generation Lost, the show about movies with Bryn and also Jeremy. What's going on? <laughs> it's the show about movies That's here right. in the here in the early stages, the germ, if you will, of White Boy Summer. We're here. <laughs> <laughs> we're here. We're doing it. This is coming out tomorrow, so we're not going to be tired of White Boy Summer yet. <laughs> yeah. No, it'll be uh, normal racist and normal yeah. funny. <laughs> it's going to be just like a regular fun meme for another day, and then uh-huh. we're all going to be tired of it. We are joined today by the creator of White Boy Summer, of course. Uh, no. <laughs> Chad Hanks. <laughs> My dear friend, uh, Kyle oh, Earth. So- <laughs> <laughs> give us a little it- patois, Chad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Kyle, uh, give us some patois. <laughs> I know what Chet Hanks sounds like. I haven't just been seeing people refer to him with text over images, and he sounds like this. Um, oh, yeah. That's so my good. My father was a kid, and then he wished on a machine and became a man, <laughs> and I am his son. What if that was the Tom Hanks' real backstory, that he was yeah, like right. a child who's been a man for 20 years? <laughs> And that man chose to be like a serious actor. <laughs> yeah. I just, I, I'm going to be a man and also the highest grossing actor of all time. I bet with my childish, boyish good looks, I could get paid millions of dollars. <laughs> um, anyway, our guest is Kyle Earth, who is a dear old friend of mine uh-huh. who's. Um, done everything funny that uh, the hard times has ever done pretty much uh and most of what's been funny on hard drive has been kyler you probably don't know oh. because they don't really uh properly attribute anything to anybody on that website <laughs> they put, you know they it's put your name move. on it they put your name very but... small and if you click it it goes to a profile of your other uh articles <laughs> god forbid they put your goddamn twitter on the article <laughs> Oh, do they not do that any? I don't no, know. They, they do used it. to do that on hard times. I got maybe like twenty followers, <laughs> and three of them were like weird conservative punks. Yeah, it's a, it wasn't a good time. It was a weird hustle for a while there with the hard times, where like it, it really felt like the biggest site on the internet for a little bit, and then you got absolutely nothing for for generating content for it. 
That's it's, so weird. You, you know, part of it is, and this is already on theme for today's episode, although I won't jump into the movie, but, you know, these tech companies. <laughs> yeah. These Facebook tech literally companies. changed their algorithm, and then all my friends lost, who were, like, writers for online comedy websites just mm-hmm. lost their jobs in yeah. the span of, like, eight months. And it was all over, like their stupid uh, uh trumped up numbers for for video views and shit oh yeah there's oh. yeah jeez i know so many people who yeah Bryn yeah, and, got and jobs listener at careers. home if you don't know like facebook it turned out that they had been counting views as like the first five seconds of stuff they were like that counts as a view and yeah. <laughs> so like all these media companies were seeing their view counts being so much higher than their you know, articles and stuff. And they were like, well, we have to pivot to video. And so everybody pivots to video and they make all these, like, you remember like now this and like all those companies that would do these like short videos that you never actually watched. Like (laughs) that's the result of this. And then all the writers who we knew for like good websites, funny websites, all just lost their fucking jobs and those never came back. And then eventually all these companies were like, wait, but we're not making any money off of video either. Why is that? Oh, it's because these views aren't real. They're five seconds. (laughs) No one cares about this. You just seem like trashy, like advertisements. Yeah. And this is where like bonehead ideas like Quibi come from, where you're like, you're like, what if, what if, what if Facebook was right though? Like, what if the five seconds was a legitimate view and then we make our thing five seconds and then. (laughs) No, no, no. It's not even what if it was right. It's like, what if this data actually says something true about the way people want to be entertained? Mm-hmm. And it was like, what they actually want is to watch something that's 30 seconds long. Yeah. <laughs> and that will be fulfilling and, and, you know, make them feel smart and like they were entertained. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, the Idiot. point is, uh, dear listener, this is all to say, uh, if you have ever laughed at a Hard Times article uh, and you remember it vaguely what the headline was, go ahead and Google it. I guarantee you. 50 50 accuracy it's gonna be yeah, i was gonna say like it, I, I didn't write all of the good ones um <laughs> Go ahead, i mean it was very it is very nice of you though um but yeah that that whole industry kind of fell apart like, mm-hmm. industry quote i don't know if that's even fair to call it but the niche satire boom of the mid teens yeah is um, well over now and it's the only one that's remained somehow on the other end of this is the babylon b <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i i don't we were roasting <laughs> in the hard times group like five years ago <laughs> well so i kind of liked liked is the wrong word five years ago they were like more like christian stuff yeah and they were so they charming. had like these it was charming like i have a degree in uh religion we don't oh. need to go into that. I, I thought you but, were going to I was like, what could you possibly have? I have a degree like, in I have I have a degree, degree in comedy. In, I have a degree in funny articles. In funny articles. <laughs> my, I created my own major at NYU. It was $200,000. Uh, yeah, so like they had a character that was like the hipster Calvinist or something. Oh, it was awesome. just like that rules. all this like super like inside base inside baseball for Christianity. Right. Yeah. And I remember thinking that was like, cool. And now all their articles are just like transgender isn't real. Like yeah, yeah, that's yeah. all their articles now. It's uh, all, it's so depressing. It's yeah. the, it's the bottom line of this industry because it's like, the one thing is that it's like, it's, it's not a niche anymore it's just conservative like it's just mm-hmm. bog standard conservative politics it's not a niche it's just uh, like culture war stuff it's culture war stuff and it's not even 
There's no politics involved. <laughs> yeah, it's almost never funny. And if it is funny, it's because they stole it directly from a tweet or from a Reddit post. Absolutely. I had a pretty uh, pretty big tweet that was just a screenshot of uh, the one that says Disney announces new movie telling sympathetic feminist origin story of Xenomorph Queen. Right. And then they did like a good... It's Photoshop? the only funny joke they ever did. And it was did. like, what? How did they do that? <laughs> How did they do it? They structured it like a joke? What? Yeah, it works. It's like Impossible. kind of... It makes sense. Yeah. The other thing that's depressing about them, though, is they're the only satire site that I know of, at least, that is structured in such a way that you, if you want to oh, write God. for them, you pay them. <laughs> Oh, like one of what? their Patreon it's, tiers or whatever is you get to unclear. pitch them ideas. <laughs> yeah, it's unclear how that works, but definitely one of the ways that you can pitch, at least according to their Patreon, is you like hit a certain tier and it's like we'll entertain your ideas. I don't know how many of those Hilarious. get published, but like it's probably so all of them. Depressing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know though because they have no quality control. It seems, but at the same time. If you ever saw the the input that comes into the hard times from like from viewer suggestion or whatever, some of the most like asinine, like mind bogglingly strange pitches you've ever seen in your life come from from random people. Damn, I I yeah. wish I could have access to that so I could make a separate website that was all that. Yeah, I and wish we just, did like, that. The most baffling every, website. <laughs> every time I've seen around the curtain, it's been like. Yeah, it's truly in awe of what people think. Like, this is either, like, AP style. Like, first of all, people just don't understand that it's a fake news website. But right. also just, like, right. what do they think is funny? Like, ah, guy has car. Okay, oh, all right. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, well, the one, that, the one that is the most bafflingly strange that we've we've referenced a million times before in the group, and, and it's even, I have a Hard Times show poster from our one-year anniversary oh, doing the show. Yeah. Uh, but the, the one that was, like, legendary for its inscrutability was... Um, uh, uh, straight edge teen brings second Fanta to show just in case. Uh, because of I wait no. ICP that was is a whole not thing. Fanta, right? No, 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 no they're no, Fago. No. Oh, right. No. I don't Fang. think any. Then I have no I, idea. <laughs> What's that mean? It's just a non-alcoholic drink. I don't and know. And you bring a second just in case you want it. I don't know. There I don't was a really whole thing with that article because. I it's not my story to tell but like the person who sent it in I think later was threatening to like sue the website or something because mm. they 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 were like you stole this idea and oh, it was I just do like another that. Yes, article yes. about that had the word straight edge in it and they were like this I you I gave you the idea to make fun of straight edge kids in yeah. your <laughs> hardcore punk satire magazine that's <laughs> wild all right so uh, we should do a whole episode on like, we should really do an episode on like five second long internet videos at some point. Yeah, we should um, do that. But for now, but that's we're not this talk episode. About movies. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, so, what did you watch this week, Jeremy? Well, this week I decided to. Um, <laughs> I decided I wanted to revisit uh, the uh, the original trilogy. Yeah. Uh, by, w- by which, of course, I mean Beverly Hills Cop. I <laughs> <laughs> You watched all three? I watched all three, yeah. Oh my god. (laughs) That rules. I didn't actually know there was a third one. Yeah, that's the one I said, Wally World, um, or whatever it's called, the the, the theme park. The Um, amusement park one. But uh, yeah, Beverly Hills Cop uh, is a franchise of movies for those who are not old. Uh, It's a a series of movies. (laughs) You know Uh, the song, probably. 
Oh yeah, yeah you've heard it. The, uh, it. It has the Crazy Frog song. It's the in Crazy it. Frog. Song. <laughs> 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 if you ever wondered where Crazy Frog came from, he got his start in Beverly Hills Cop. Axel F. It's a great track. Um, hot, hot track. So there are a series of movies uh, where Eddie Murphy plays a cop from Detroit who, uh, for one reason or another, in each movie ends up in Beverly Hills and um, uh, be- and is a cop and uh, helps them solve some sort of a crime using his um, special power, which is being black. That's what it is in every movie. Uh, and it sounds glib coming from me, but it's like specifically every single movie, he has some streetwise knowledge that he otherwise the, the other cops just don't right. have. And it's never explained directly, but the implication is always like, I'm black. I know how crime works. Right. It's a weird, it's a weird racist premise for a movie. <laughs> you know, I like, never really like huh. kind of, cause I've never seen them as an adult. I only watched mm-hmm. them when I was like in like middle school. And like, I know I, like I always do. He's just a cool guy. He's yeah. just like, in my mind, he was just like a cop who was, it was of the trope of like a cop who's, who doesn't play by the rules, you know? Right. But it's, that's a big part of it as well. That's but the other thing. Now that you're about saying it. it, you're you're definitely right. Is that it's there's not a huge just pa- that he's yeah. No, there's a huge part of this <laughs> that is very much about race. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. There know is that one other black time. cop on the Beverly Hills Police Force, but it's very specifically pointed out: you are white acting. You are not. Uh-huh. You're not like me. <laughs> he's Car- he's a Carlton to the fresh. Yes, Prince. exactly. Um, <laughs> but um, no, he so Eddie Murphy like solves all these crimes by being streetwise and like understanding how every single crime is happening. Like he has like the, the way that like Sherlock uh, in the, in the BBC Sherlock, like looks around the room and like sees all the words and whatever. It's just like Eddie Murphy looking around and just seeing like switchblade yeah, yeah, <laughs> alarm yeah. system, drugs, roach clip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and the premise of all the movies is like, just, like the most like, absurd conspiracy that he somehow like finds himself in the middle of uh but still as a street cop they never like they never do the trope of like uh this is my crime scene now i'm the fbi yeah yeah like despite the fact that these things every single one of them would be the jurisdiction of a bigger (laughs) law enforcement agency than the beverly hills police (laughs) because like in the first one it's um uh it's like a, a smuggler who's like He's like smuggling like bonds out of Germany and like what? <laughs> I was so sure you were gonna say something that would ring a bell and I don't No, it's I don't like a, it's like some sort of like in this movie. special like paper bond that comes out of Germany. <laughs> uh and then right. the second one is like uh drugs, but they're in um Oh, no, it's guns. It's guns in the second one. It's guns that are being uh, laundered through this businessman, and the businessman is doing, like, the alphabet. And like, Sorry, every, crime, <laughs> every crime he does happens in a different letter of the alphabet. So the first one is that something that starts <laughs> with A, and then it's B, and then it's C. Oh. And you're thinking to yourself, like, oh, the alphabet criminal. The trick is going to be that um, you <laughs> skip one, right? That would be the trick. If you were doing the alphabet thing and everybody had established, like, this is the alphabet burglar or whatever, right? <laughs> Protect the xylophone factory. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but if you were going to do it, you'd do it like the pigs, right? The 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 senior prank pigs where it's like, you know, one, oh, two, yeah, three, yeah. five, and everybody spends all day looking for four, right? right. And you do A, B, C, D, 
F and then everybody misses F because they're waiting on E, right? That's not what they do in this movie. What they do is uh, E is owned by him. So it's like he's doing all these crimes to like, like the DC sniper where he's trying to like get away with his crime by like masking in other crimes. Uh-huh. <laughs> but Eddie Murphy is like, I've seen this alphabet thing before on the I'm streets. black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on the streets. <laughs> the wet bandits, they would break into a house on uh, Elm yeah. Street. Yeah. <laughs> At least in the second one, they kind of explain it a bit more by, by having him say a few times, look, I wasn't always a cop. Uh-huh. So it sure. kind of implies, like, I was a criminal before. <laughs> yeah, which is, everyone who's not a cop is a criminal. Right, which is exactly. what I know about being a cop. <laughs> but so the other thing that's so interesting about these movies is uh, that they really feel like they're, like, it's like manufacturing consent for the idea of, like, police having unlimited power, right? Oh, because sure. every single one of them, the premise is that, like, the Beverly Hills PD wants to follow the law, and Axel doesn't want to follow the law (laughs) and Axel is cool and Beverly Hills sucks and Axel solves the crime because he breaks the law and he does whatever he wants. He like literally just like breaks into people's houses and shit. Like in the second one, he's like stay, he's squatting at somebody's house who he like saw they're doing renovations and he's like, Hey everybody get out of here. I'm the foreman get lost. And they're all like, all right, fine. And then he squats in their house for the whole time he's there. He like oh, specifically he just, like, breaks laws, like for no reason other Sick. than he needs a place to stay. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sometimes <laughs> wow, it's to solve the crime, but sometimes insane. it's just for fun. <laughs> I feel like there was a lot of those, like in the eighties and nineties, where it was mm-hmm. just like the whole point of it is like if you put restrictions on police, they won't be able to do their job, which is, right. I guess, you know, murder you know, have a license to kill <laughs> yeah, and, uh, you know, yeah. find out the, the Taliban or whatever. I guess that wasn't until later. <laughs> well, it's like we talked about with uh, Face Off. It's this like weird dichotomy that happens where they're like, you're either, uh, you're either criminal or you're good. And if right. you are good, you can't become criminal, even if you do crimes in the in the you know process of becoming of of getting the criminal. Even if you, you can literally do the take their face off and put it I, on your I face. Mean, <laughs> That's, I mean, that's more or less how it it does work. Yeah, <laughs> it really, no, that's yeah, how it works. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, that's how oh, it works. Yeah, Your Honor, look, he cop, he good, look cop. <laughs> <laughs> Your Honor, this man is a criminal. <laughs> <laughs> He's clearly. Do you have a badge? I rest my case. It's like uh, a caste system. They see it as you know. Yeah, it's yeah. just like you're born he into your man. criminal caste. <laughs> uh, yeah. So are and, the movies good? Yeah, they're great. Are you kidding? Eddie Murphy is a fucking star. It's unbelievable how charismatic he is. It's like oh, yeah. every scene he's in, you're just like, Whew. just like I have no, like, no interest in whatever the fuck you guys are talking about. Don't care. Just want to hear him talk. He's great. Well, he's will, so fucking good. Judge Reinhold. Them, yeah. Judge Reinhold's fantastic, too. Um, the, the Santa rest of them Claus guy, right? take your leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the guy from the Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah, Judge Reinhold. Judge Reinhold. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Um, cool. Well, yeah, these are absolutely fantastic films. Anybody who likes just like a dumb like eighties, it's not. I wouldn't call them action movies because there's not a ton of action, and the action that is there kind of blows. Honestly, it, I want. I think more of those movies should come out where it's like not an action movie. It's kind of a comedy, but the actions are, is taking very seriously. Mm-hmm. Like I would like much more of those kinds of movies and there's yeah. like hardly any anymore. 
it kind of feels like they tried to do it with cop out and then it sucked and they were like <laughs> no we're never doing that again <laughs> let's see if kevin smith can revitalize this genre yeah oh he can't <laughs> too bad <laughs> but it feels like there was a while where like the buddy cop thing was just like that was the only type of movie that got it was like the superhero movie of the 80s right it's like marvel oh, yeah. like the marvel cinematic universe of the 80s was buddy cop 48 hours another 48 hours <laughs> uh, lethal weapon lethal they had like a one two three four yeah they had a good revival in the early aughts with like just jackie chan oh yes yes, yes, yes. Like you could Noon. just pair someone that's shanghai that night movie rush hour one two three uh rush oh, yeah. hour the first rush hour is like it, it's the Fantastic. best that that genre ever got Probably. I actually like Shanghai Noon and Nights a little better than Rush Hour. Really? One and two. But I think they're both really good. Wow. Like, just a fun, just a great time. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Damn, I want to watch Rush Hour again. Yeah, we, anyway, should, we should watch We should do that for one. the show, yes. Yeah. That's yes. a good one for your movie-watching show? show. We have a show <laughs> where we watch <laughs> movies, so why don't we do that? Yeah. <laughs> and then you can, uh, that blooper where he's like, damn, he ain't going to be in Rush Hour 3. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. My daddy caught a bullet. My daddy caught yeah. Catch a bullet. <laughs> oh damn! All right, You're we're gonna we're gonna do my that. Language. All right, Kyle, Kyle what, what did, did you watch? watch? <laughs> Finally, my moment in the sun. Uh, I got like very intimidated uh, coming on this podcast for this reason because I noticed that like you have you guessed that like this question you you have guessed that like watch movies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always mad uh, when they do. I'm always mad when right, it's something okay, when it's something okay. smart. <laughs> so I'm like one of those adults that like watches YouTube all day. <laughs> yes, beautiful. <laughs> um, Me too. So I just hang out and it's like let's watch experts react to mm-hmm. things. Do you watch Corridor um, Crew? I do watch Corridor Crew. That's a good one. They ham it up too much, but I am completely engrossed. It's in a great time. Everything I like they it. do, yeah. Um, I got really into like learning about stuff during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> fucking nerd. Fucking nerd. So I was like, how does electricity work? So I've been like learning oh, that, that on way. YouTube. I, <laughs> and, uh, like how ca- I'm learning how like cars work. <laughs> I feel like I'm explaining. I feel like I'm a six year old talking to his parents. <laughs> like I'm learning how car work. And, <laughs> <That's> right. um, <laughs> So you're watching I'm like good, electrician Kyle, YouTube good. and like car. <laughs> yeah, car I, I actually am. Have yeah. you ever seen the? There's an electrician who I've seen before who's like a. It's like a Pakistani guy who just electrocutes himself. Oh, that guy rules. Yes, that guy Electro boom. Electro boom. He's a, a Iranian Canadian and oh, he is yeah. legitimately funnier than almost any professional comedian I know. He's <laughs> also a, an electrical engineer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what, what electrical stuff do you watch? Uh. I mean, mostly Electro Boom, and then you know, like some <laughs> urban planning YouTubers who talk about the grid. Who's talking uh, about City Beautiful? What, what are we City talking Beautiful about? always comes up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's weird. What this is? This is such a weird thing because it's like this conversation is a conversation I've had with a lot of people where it's like it's like when you're talking to somebody about a very specific genre of music mm-hmm. and you're like, not sure if they know exactly how much you know about it. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> and like, then you just like, you just sit there just like naming stuff yeah. for an hour. You're yeah, just like, yeah. City yeah. beautiful. We watch City that. Beautiful. Not, yeah. not, not just bikes. We watch that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Do we watch EEV blog. Yeah. Big yeah of course. <laughs> <laughs> 
just waiting for the one that the other one doesn't know. He's like, yeah. <gasps> I gotta Fine. tell you more. Yeah. I gotta tell you all about this. Uh, strap in. We're talking yeah, for an he did hour. This thing with like uh, veritasium. It's like, oh, oh that guy. Collab. <laughs> Um, there's a great YouTuber who I found who I didn't end up, I think, talking about on the show, who's like a, a video game YouTuber who does these like really uh, like emotional uh, essays about video- about games where like there's one about um, like Red Dead Redemption 2 and the part of the map where they didn't put anything. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Do you guys play Red Dead Redemption 2? Yes. I didn't and there's that part where after you beat it and then they open up two more counties to you and there's just clearly nothing down there to do. There's like one town that has like a pandemic happening and everybody's dying. And then otherwise there's <laughs> literally nothing down there. And he just writes these long essays that he like, th- that one's about like the meaning of emptiness and the idea of emptiness. Oh, and he just like talks about emptiness as you just watch like the red dead guy walk around empty planes. <laughs> I am not familiar with that, but there's some wonderful video essayists that talk about video games and also some extremely whack ones also some awful awful people <laughs> that talk about video games i feel like i could never see another video essay again and probably be fine <laughs> even though i like them i like a lot yeah. of video essays i've been watching rasputin or rasputin it's not Rasputin, but it's like looks like Rasputin or something. He writes Rasputin. a lot of stuff about video games that I like. He just did one about like fixing Breath of the Wild that I thought was really Whoa, good. Whoa, scandalous. Fixing but, how? Oh, it was just some stuff he doesn't like More about More towns, <laughs> that's what I say. <laughs> Better I agree dungeons. With you. More Be- towns. More towns, fewer dungeons. <laughs> <laughs> More dungeons. We needed a dense urban yeah. area in that game. That's what we needed. Dude, that's so true. <laughs> More town, stronger sword. Uh, not yeah. break so much. Not yeah, break. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't like to break so much. I don't like it breaking all the damn time. But I didn't mind that as much. I really just wish there was more stuff to find. I kind of was really sad when I found the last town, and I was like, that's it. Well, that well, really well, did. That's yeah. it? It's like one of the biggest games of all time. <laughs> that's it. There's now only, all I have what, to do what is, is there, only 15? Come on. <laughs> it's 15 villages and what, like 700 Korok seeds to yeah. uncover. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> I like YouTube, too. Did you Did you have a specific channel you wanted to mention? No, I should have prepared. Uh, <laughs> I just didn't want to take over that whole conversation. <laughs> um, nope. All right. Electro boom, if you want to legitimately yeah, if you watch if you are a Iranian this. guy fucking electrocute himself over and over again. It's very funny. It is legitimately very, very good video. It's the best. <laughs> All right. Well, before we get into the movie, I watched. Um, I watched the whole first season and I think I'm halfway through the second season of a show called The Boys, which I could have sworn we uh, have talked about a little or at least has come up on this show, but neither me or Jeremy had ever seen it before. Yeah, um, I know nothing about it. It's like it's supposed to be like Watchmen-ish, right? It's like a, it, like what if superheroes was bad? Yeah, I <laughs> yes. So this was uh, this was written by um, one of my favorite comic book writers when i was a teenager because he's very edgy um Mm -hmm. and he wrote preacher and he also wrote this oh cool and uh garth ennis is the writer um now i liked this book when i was young um but this show i think 
it has it's a little soft on the CIA, but mm. the um the concept of it is so much more realistic in the show to like how superheroes would work in America that it's like right. more frustrating and upsetting than the Watchmen, I think. Because mm-hmm. the Watchmen like doesn't have real people. You know what I mean? Like the Watchmen is just all about the heroes and like them. You sort of like are kind of imagining what would happen, what they're doing to other people and they're sort of have their own issues. But like this show is about a group of people who want to kill superheroes because they're evil. Okay. Um, And so the movie, the show starts, the first episode is our main character. His girlfriend gets run over to death like by the by the flash type character named a train okay. he just like <laughs> runs through her and he's like holding her hands like her severed hands and she's exploded <laughs> okay and uh so basically the boys are like a ro- rogue vigilante group because in this world the superheroes are a company called vought and they're basically treated on the level of like lockheed martin and raytheon okay of like we help federally fight crime um and the sort of forward thrust of the plot is that they are trying to get the government to allow them to help in the military overseas because they want to make a lot of money right (laughs) um and so they sort of uncover a bunch of secrets of vat that they are like secretly creating First of all, they created the superheroes. It's not naturally occurring because everybody, the entire culture thinks that superheroes just happened, but it was like a serum they were giving babies and like testing on children. Interesting. And then they were also testing those on basically creating terrorists overseas so that they could have to fight overseas um, and invade countries and do regime change. Um, And the CIA hates them. So the CIA isn't presented as a good but they they do hate the superheroes because they take power away from them. Um, okay. So They're like, you're doing what we're supposed to do. Exactly, exactly. Like that kind of thing. Uh-huh. So I was just really surprised at, like, sort of the portrayal of how power works as, like, they all hate each other, but they're all sort of trying to do the same evil shit. <laughs> right. Um, except for the boys who are just, like, sort of a group that's like tenuously working with the government because they don't want to die. <laughs> um, and they don't want to be sent to Guantanamo. Um, so it's really very gross and mu- very clever, I thought. And uh, it's very entertaining. It's it's a good show. It's just like as just generally as like a nuts and bolts level, like it, it is an entertaining show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I think there's some cheesiness uh, with some of the writing, mm-hmm. but the acting is really good. Um, the story, I, I have no idea what's going to happen at this point. Like we're at a point in season two where there's like a new Nazi superhero who's like joining Void. She's like open. Yeah. She's like openly a fascist, and her name is Stormfront. Huh. Uh, mm-hmm. And like that's sort of becoming a problem. Uh, and then one of the one of the boys is fucking one of the superheroes in Vought. 
Mm. Um, but she hates him. But there's you like, don't want to see that. Juice. There's a lot of like kind of interesting stuff. There's not very much that I'm like, oh, this part because you know when like Breaking Bad, it's like, oh, we have to go back to Marie now. Yeah, and, like, yeah, yeah. Who cares? <laughs> like there isn't really like it's all really tight, and uh, they sort of like it's it's really fast paced and a lot happens each episode so just on right. like a level like on the level of like like you said nuts and bolts like it's a good show but i also have been pretty much enjoying it uh politically and conceptually uh i think it sort of really kind of takes the torch from watchmen and puts it in really uh, like stark contrast of what would it be like if america had a superhero <laughs> right <laughs> So it's cool. I recommend it. That sounds super compelling. I absolutely thought I've seen people reference the boys a lot as like a good TV show. And I 100 percent thought it was a drama about some elite prep school boys. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> thought it was going to be some. I, that's 100 percent what I thought that show was. So I, I thought it was going to be like bro like what if superheroes like fucking hung out? You know, oh, like what, no, 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 no. I thought it was like gonna be superheroes <laughs> who like get high and stuff. I, that's oh. I thought it was like what if Entourage but East Coast. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I thought it was. No, yeah, it's really dark. It's like one okay. of the most violent shows I've ever seen on TV. Terrible name, gotta uh, say. Yeah, not a great name, <laughs> but um, it's violent, and all of the superheroes are like deeply evil. Like mm. in really, re- in, like I think what's so compelling about it is how. Um, realistically evil they are like right if you literally had the power to just murder someone and no one could do anything to you like these people have that sort of like ruling class like jittery too many teeth smile on and then they're just Mm. like murdering people behind closed doors (laughs) uh it's great it's a good show Uh. I might actually have to check yeah, it out that, now. Yeah, that Fun actually time. is very compelling. Damn. Well, actually, now while we're talking about uh, prestige TV, though, and and uh, you know, th- things of that uh, nature, uh, folks at home, listener, dear listener, uh, you you know already, I'm sure that we have a Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/GenerationLoss. You should where check you can it get out. A bonus episode of the show every week uh, where we talk about movie news and other shit like that. Uh, this is not a plug for that specifically, but rather this is a plug for a new Patreon goal that we have. This is a <laughs> oh, no. this is a drive oh, that no. we are doing for new members. Uh, <laughs> if we get twenty five new patrons, uh, Bryn will be forced forced to watch The Sopranos season one. That's right. And going forward from there, with each new uh, twenty five patrons that we gain, uh, Bryn will be forced to watch another season of The Sopranos. So, dear listener, we're currently <laughs> at one hundred and fifty patrons. At one hundred and seventy five, Bryn will have to watch season one of The Sopranos. I implore you, consider if you have not been a member so far. Just think about how funny it's going to be. It's going to be great. <laughs> Bryn's going to have to watch the Italian watch show. It. <laughs> I She's don't have to. to. I've seen one episode and I thought it was kind of stupid and I don't really want to watch it, but I will and we'll probably talk about it on the bonus episodes as an update, right? If I yeah. like finish the season, we all will yeah. have to we'll Yeah, have to yeah. Do we'll an do we'll do here. a Sopranos rundown. We'll do like a something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh so listener, you have that to look forward to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm so, joining right now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh, get into the, yeah. Do not subscribe to the Patreon, please. Um, <laughs> yeah, wait but, a minute. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I'll tell you what I think of it. Jeremy is very 
certain that I will end up enjoying it. I think she'll end up enjoying it. He's probably right, but I just I'm being stubborn about this one for some reason. (laughs) Because it's Italians. Because I hate Italians. That's the thing about it. Um, Yeah. So let's get into the movie. Uh, This week we watched a 2001. A pro- prophetic film called <laughs> Antitrust, starring uh, Tim Robbins and Ryan Felipe, uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, it's directed by Peter Howitt, um, who he also did in the Name of the Father. And the movie right before this, he did was Sliding Doors. Um, so you know you're gonna get that you're gonna get that that kind of '90s sheen on it. Yeah, this is a real who's who of people that got left behind. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Brian Felipe and Rachel Lee Cook. <laughs> Claire Forliani. Can't believe Good it. Lord. Yeah, lots of people who just fell off the face of the earth after this. Yeah. And maybe because of this movie, to be honest. <laughs> Very much, yeah. Probably because of this movie. Although uh, Rachel Lee Cook, of course, came back in Final Fantasy Advent Children. <laughs> as oh, the what? voice of Tifa. <laughs> of course. Whoa. Ryan uh, Felipe, what so did he do intriguing. after this? <laughs> As we all want... Uh, uh, oh, he goes down and crash. <laughs> oh, wait. Wow. Who was in Crash? Crash. Uh, Ryan Felipe. Oh, right, right, right. He was also was in, in Wish Upon. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen that? No. It's terrible, but it's very funny. Um, yeah, so let's see. Let's do a quick rundown of what Antitrust is about. Um Ryan Felipe and his uh, friend uh, are programmers, I guess. They're computer software designers. Yeah. And they have this apparently some product that they're <laughs> really great at. Uh, people think it's amazing. You never know what that is. Um, not really, anyway. And they're like, we're going to get some VC funding. We're going to do a startup. It's going to be great. And then the sort of uh, job slash gates amalgam character uh tim robbins he uh calls him and is like i want you to work for me uh and he tries to poach him so he decides to go with his girlfriend move to silicon valley and uh work for nerve not the apple microsoft stand-in um (laughs) and then everything seems fun they give him a free car they give him all the fucking treats that you get for being a computer boy and then um (laughs) (laughs) yes you get nice computer treats and then uh all of a sudden you basically realize that uh oh his his friend dies his friends get murdered in an anti-asian hate crime yeah very uh, very prophetic this film right which he uh (laughs) sort of does some snooping around uh and finds out in one big scene you find out the entire plot (laughs) which is (laughs) which is he does a big hack into you know the biggest computer company on the world and he does a big hack and he finds out that a they killed his friend for his expert programming solving this new product that they're trying to do and his girlfriend is in on it and is watching him all of the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and <laughs> and uh, I think there's a couple other things, and you get in this big like middle movie info dump. 
Yeah, I was going to say, this is the most fascinating thing about this movie, and we'll come back to this. <laughs> yeah. The pacing is so bizarre in this it's movie. It's so weird. <laughs> because when all this is happening, when like <laughs> he finds out his friend's been murdered by Gary Winston and that his girlfriend is in on it and whatever, all this stuff is happening a half hour into an almost two-hour movie. <laughs> <laughs> right, so now you know everything that's going to happen. And uh, he's he gets his very hot co-worker girl in on it, who's Rachel Lee Cook. Mm-hmm. Um, his girlfriend is the mall rats girlfriend. Um, and he's like being very upstanding by never hitting on Rachel Lee cook. They never have any romantic tension until after <laughs> you find out that she's a, a two timing whore. And, right. um, then, <laughs> and then, um, and so they work together to try and uncover all of their secrets. This lasts like an hour like all of the sneaking around trying mm-hmm. to figure out how to reveal so i guess they're trying to make some sort of software where it's basically twitter like they're basically just trying to make a messaging system that allows you to send video or something it's yeah, <laughs> it, it seems like they're essentially pitching like the internet <laughs> like that's yeah, like, like invented the internet, but the internet also exists. It's like um, internet, but better, I guess. Yeah, you can send videos. This is web two point hijack TV channels. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. it's unclear well, every, exactly. It's very important. Every every movie of this type has to have the ability to hijack TV channels. That's true. You got to do that. <laughs> That's uh, how literally every movie like this ends. Yeah. yeah. And not only TV channels, but every screen in the world. Yes. yes most <laughs> most specifically, the biggest TV in the world in Times Square. Yeah, exactly. Yes. You got to have that. You always get that one. one. <laughs> this one had Tokyo as well. <laughs> and then always oh, yeah. a, a, st- a supermarket TV section always uh, yeah, attached yeah. to. So right. That that's the that's the sort of end plan. There's a bunch of scenes where he knows everything because he's like basically in a position to be like the sort of god of the movie. And so he just like knows what's gonna happen and he's playing everybody off of each other. Uh but obviously he's the good guy, so it's cool. And then um <laughs> but also Bill Gates is always looking over his shoulder and like should clearly know what's going on, but never does. Um, right. And so their big plan is he gets some guys he met before i guess to like help him out to take the new pro the the new internet and put it in his phone so that he can (laughs) sort of address the world and say bill gates is bad (laughs) so like post he puts a bunch of like 2006 era impact font memes in times square over like snuff films yeah (laughs) people getting murdered yeah this guy got murdered and bill gates saying uh, yeah uh we don't care if anybody dies we have to we're a monopoly and we're breaking all the laws and uh and then he you know you think he's not gonna give the source code as well and he's like you guys can all make the new internet as well now it's open source (laughs) they host it on like skullshocks.com or skullbox skullbox and then uh he's the new he he basically saves the internet and makes net neutrality like a thing and everything's open source now and that's the end of the movie yeah yeah. we all use linux and then he gets back with uh mall rats girl because sort of. Turns and out like, I don't totally know, but she does have a turn at the. There is like, yeah. there's a lot of everyone changes sides. Yeah, 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 yeah. because Rachel Lee Cook turns out. The movie. Rachel Lee Cook turns out to have been working with like Bill Gates the whole plant, time, but she still made the video, time. which is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> right, it was right, a right. shitty video, so I think she was planning to switch the whole time. 
Um, yeah. Fascinating film. I wanted to watch it with Kyle. Uh, yeah, let's b- back up a second because this is like why I'm here. Is, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So Kyle, Kyle, uh, and I both worked in the same neighborhood for a little while. Kyle at uh, a unnamed gigantic tech company, and uh, <laughs> me at a unnamed tiny startup, which is now apparently a very big startup. Ooh, um, which is very funny, and I have absolutely no stake in it, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> no. Cool. <laughs> Um, could have been rich but yeah kyle did work for a unnamed gigantic company um one of the three i guess yeah they um it was it was google i don't know (laughs) (laughs) you can go on my twitter account and it's it's yeah whatever okay and i worked for (laughs) hugging face who apparently are a gigantic uh ai company now (laughs) very good um but yeah i wanted to watch it with kyle because uh it's it's one of the only movies of its type where it's like this early like canary in the coal mine of like this shit that we see as like these like you know like treat workplaces where it's like everybody plays ping pong and sits on yeah, bean yeah, yeah. bags and mm-hmm. like has fun at work and whatever it's one of the first ones that really presents this as like what if it was something sinister you know <laughs> Yeah, Absolutely. what it's like um it's like a <laughs> California Uberalis, right? It's like the mm-hmm. it's the, you know, flower for the dead body, right? It's uh whatever the line is in that song. But um It's a dead you know, Kennedy song if you don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, California Uberalis, the dead Kennedys. Um but it's it's one of the first ones to present this idea of like what if this coming tech wasn't good, you know? And it sucks this movie. It really it's sucks. So bad. It's so bad. I mean, it's just <laughs> one of the worst movies ever. But I loved it so much as a kid. <laughs> I don't it, know if it's that. Oh, bad, really? You loved it as a kid? I was a huge fan of this movie. Dude, as a kid, okay. Yeah. I saw this movie. It was the first time I'd revisited L.A. after I moved. So like less mm. than a year after I'd moved, I went back to hang out with my friends, and I was like thirteen, and. uh and I was like hanging out with my friend Sarah. And I was like, well, let's go see a movie. And then we went and saw a movie. Uh, and we just went. And it was like, how about that one? Mm. <laughs> and I was like, antitrust. <laughs> That's like the opposite of trust. Right. Means yeah, of course. Evil or whatever. And then we watched it. And I was like, that was pretty fun. And my dad got really mad at us because he was like, that movie's rated R. How did you even get in? And I was like, <laughs> no, it's rated PG 13, I think. And he's like, no, it isn't. We had like a big oh, argument man. about it. That's what I Interesting. remember. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I loved I loved this movie as a kid because um, I grew up in a uh, very specific type of house where my dad was like, you know, my dad had, like had computers before most people had computers. He had like a he had like a free Kevin bumper sticker on his car. Like that's the kind of guy my dad, Kevin Mitnick, the first person to mm. be arrested for hacking. Um, oh wow! We, like, got okay. the, I didn't realize there was a free Kevin movie. He did crimes, right? Yeah, like, yeah what of did, course. He didn't but, like but his his only crime was curiosity, Kyle. <laughs> oh my god! Don't you bring in 1996's best film? We but we uh. used to get like the we used to get like the Hacker Quarterly paper and whatever. Like we were like that kind of like okay a, a very specific type of household yeah, i, I grew up that's in. really like a kind of thing <laughs> that's yeah, just a very I, weird I, thing that you jeremy did. i think your dad <laughs> was a criminal <laughs> awesome i think he event. was stealing uh phone dad service or whatever yeah, he downloaded well, we had a like car. we had like stolen cable and shit like that all Do my your life dad have a bunch of like uh cap and crunch whistles <laughs> so you could make collect calls for he had free. To do, like, he had to do phone free. He the knew how to do it, at least. I don't think he did it anymore because like, he had his own cool. phone. But, like, yeah. 
<laughs> he um no he was like a big uh he was like a big yippy like he was really yeah. into like uh, like abby hoffman when he was a kid and whatever anyway That's great. The, the point is why you're such a we scammer. grew up in a house that was like obsessed with like hacking and like early internet culture and like keeping it free and whatever and like open source and linux and all this shit like my first computer was a linux computer you know what i mean oh, like no <laughs> Awesome. Like I grew up with a Linux. Oh, cool, laptop. Jeremy! What what games you got on there? Um, it's mine. It's it's Minesweeper, but it's penguins. Like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a little tuxedo guy. It's something it's, stupid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sucks. What do we call the fake version of uh, Photoshop on this? I don't know. <laughs> Literally, it's called GIMP. Yeah, yeah well, GIMP, GIMP. I didn't know GIMP was this. Anyway, that's what anyway. I. Mean. The, I used to use GIMP. I pay for Photoshop now uh, because I'm an adult. I'm, an, <laughs> I'm a fascist. Because I'm rebelling against my father. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but anyways, we were obsessed with this movie as kids, and then I did not watch it again until just now. And uh, it's so bad. God damn, man. Very rough. The uh, acting I, is atrocious in this. Yeah, just real quick. Uh, there is multiple scenes where there's a dolly zoom and then a cut to another dolly zoom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like there's one scene where a different scene than the, the dolly zoom scene that I'm talking about. There's one where it like just zooms into multiple people's faces like six times. It's a very, very 1990s like music video. Mm. Um, it's very funny, and I, I laughed multiple times at this, like, the, the formal th- things about it. Like, there's a lot of Dutch angle, a lot of, like, over, uh, like, bird's eye view Dutch angle, which is yeah. weird. Um, there's, there's a lot a of quick really cutting. long expositional conversation that he's having with his, like, stand-in, his, like, fake real girlfriend, where the camera is <laughs> literally just spinning around them for, like, three minutes straight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, like, yeah. don't you there's, see? One they of the know. weird... One of the weirdest scenes is when he's with Mallrat's girlfriend and he thinks that she's going to poison him with sesame seeds. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's like a long, <laughs> a long, tense scene where you're just sure that she's going to and she like straddles him and then like puts her finger in the dip and then like puts <laughs> it in his mouth and he's like trying to figure out how to not do eat it. But he like does and she's like, how do you like it? And he's like, it's good. And then, like, that scene just kind of ends after a while. And it's <laughs> it doesn't like, even matter. Yeah, anything. I guess he wasn't being poisoned. So, oh, no, I it's because know. he says her real name. Oh. Oh, does right. he? Yeah, he says her real name. And then she's like, wait. And he's like, I know. But then I don't, it just ends. After I don't remember that. that. <laughs> and you're, you're supposed to. You're supposed to intuit that you know they had a whole conversation where he's like, "Look, I know everything. You fucking bitch." I did I'm not even bring this get, whole thing down. This is the thing. I didn't like the like the level of like construction well, yeah, the, of the. You've movie got you've got a big like, problem right. here where you you make her fake name you know Alice and then you make her real name Rebecca. These yeah. are not like memorable enough. They have to be really <laughs> yeah. different. Yeah, I didn't notice that. I, I yeah. do know that they cut like two sex scenes from this film, mm. so that might have been how that scene resolved. Oh, fuck! They have sex anyway, <laughs> where they're like, "Yeah, no." Okay, well, if there's not sesame seeds in this, I'm gonna eat it all and then have sex with you. <laughs> yeah. So funny. Uh, yeah. So I just the construction of this movie is bad, and like we said in the beginning, 
there is a big long like info dump right in the middle like where he's he like it feels like a 20 minute long scene where he's like sneaking around and hacking and then he goes into this like lego set we've never seen and it Mm. doesn't feel exciting because he's like literally cutting to a shot of him like using a toy car as a mouse (laughs) it's it's literally 10 minutes of someone using their company intranet like you're just watching someone browse the web for 10 minutes well something i wanted to bring up about this that's very fun is that like so something that hackers gets a lot of criticism for is that they like visualize the computers in like ridiculous ways that don't make any sense. Right. Where it's like right. you hack into the Gibson and it's just like space <laughs> with noodles yeah. everywhere. And like <laughs> Leonardo, like Da Vinci's, you know, David and whatever, yeah. like all these like, cr- you know, crazy visualizations. And then this chooses to like visualize tech as just like, HTML just like being typed on the screen. The, the opening credits are literally <laughs> I, just HTML. So I, I will <laughs> say, I will say, and you can cut me off at any time because this is the realm I live in. The intro, the intro credits are some of the worst like computer design yeah, hacking yeah. stuff I've ever seen. It's literally the HTML from IMDb.com. Is that what uh, it is? I've, according to the trivia uh, <laughs> section of the. <laughs> Of the Amazon link I watched it at. Um, so it's you literally just that. You learn that when you're a baby if you're this old. Yeah. Like, That's so fucking HTML funny. HTML is not, it's barely programming. It's barely yeah. anything. Yeah. It's so it's easiest. like I learned so to do offensive. it to make Dragon Ball Z websites. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will say the stuff on screen in the movie is like pretty realistic. Mm. And like. The people yeah. who do that are completely different than the title people. It's like a different union. There's like a just people who do stuff on screens in, in movies and TV. Right. Mm. And they were it's like real open source software like on the screen. No, I um, could tell it was real. It's just boring yeah. as hell. Oh, so like, it was boring. You're bring right. Bring back right the about fucking that. noodles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was yeah, at no point he did he put on a VR headset and like I have to jack in. Like, that's right. No, but you're right. It, it's not it's not bad in the way that a lot of like nineties and early two thousands like computer stuff is and where it's just wrong, but it's like they didn't do anything inventive in the sense that they're literally pointing a film camera at a computer CRT screen. Like, yes. Like, why didn't you just like make it an insert or something, you know, like, why aren't we seeing, why isn't (laughs) half the screen, anything like we could, there's so many options, but like you're making a whole movie about, computers and you just decided to like over the shoulder look at the crt the and it's short. like bad it's it's not and, fun and you just you understand so much better why there's so much rollerblading and hackers you know mm-hmm. it's like you need yeah. to do give us something <laughs> yeah it has to look like a video game or it does, it's not even fun the most um, action we get in this is the fucking uh like him like looking at the mouse uh statue and seeing the satellite dish on the yeah. back of it <laughs> it's like little ears it's all uh, satellites <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Although I will say, I will say there is one very effectively directed scene in this movie that I think they did a really good job with, like a setup and payoff for, and everything. Where Gary Winston has the like the fucking like the digital picture frames oh, in, his, in his oh, house, yeah, yeah, yeah. where he's got like the like it has my favorite paintings programmed in, and it catches your vibe when you come in or whatever, and like yeah. it knows what kind of paintings you like. But the, so they set that up early, and then later when he's like looking for the satellite IP addresses or whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. God damn it! I'll talk about that later. But he's looking for the IP addresses for the satellites, and he's like, he's like tense and like worried that Gary's going to come in, and then you see the painting change on the wall 
to signal that Gary has entered the it's, space. Yeah, changes to Gary's painting. Yeah, it's that's an effectively directed scene, I that think. That one's that's like a, stood out in my head. I was like, oh yeah, I remember this. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. uh, yes, it's, a, it's effective. It's not like incompetent, but it's pretty bad most it's of the movie. It's pretty bad most of the time, yeah. So, but the, the cool thing about this movie is, like you said, it's one of the first movies or one of the only movies where it's like actually Silicon Valley. I know you're excited, but it, there's a lot of problems and like they're very evil. And it reminded me that there was a time in the late nineties when people fucking hated Bill Gates mm-hmm. and everyone mm-hmm. hated Bill Gates. Cause now it's like a right wing conspiracy to hate Bill Gates. Right. Um, you know, but there but was, there was like, a time where like, if you were on like slash dot or something like that, you yes. wouldn't see Microsoft yeah. written without a dollar sign as the S you'd never of see course. it. Like that's just how Bill Gates was regarded back then. <laughs> yeah. As a fucking greedy asshole, mm-hmm. uh, becoming one of the first like computer billionaires. And it was like seen as very evil, um, which it is, <laughs> but like he spent the next 20 years, like, working on his image you know like right. making sure everyone africa and like doing whatever people do down there genocide uh yeah he gave yeah, away eugenics. all his money but he's like rich now i don't understand it he's richer than ever right yeah, yeah. because he didn't give anything away he yeah invested. what happened there <laughs> okay you know like, that's the thing what rich people billionaires do is they you know do philanthropy but it's like we're gonna give computers to poor people they're all gonna be microsoft computers we're gonna teach them how to have their labor exploited like you know what i mean like the whole malaria thing is about doing like it basically like setting up a whole country to be able to be exploited like you know not saying that it isn't good to have a malaria vaccine, but like Bill Gates right. should not be in charge of it. His whole thing has been charter schools, like private, like literally yeah. doing Nazi privatization to right. education in America. Like the man is just destroying the country on purpose for its own benefit. And it's just like, after this movie, it was basically like, don't worry about it. Jobs rules. And then after like Steve Jobs became like cool, uh, with the iMac, it was all over, basically. I think. No, that's that, it's interesting because this movie came out in like what two thousand one. Yeah. Yep. January like, two thousand one. <laughs> I I feel like from A more innocent time, like two thousand eight to two thousand sixteen, everyone was like, "Yeah, tech, it's it's amazing." All these companies are so cool. Right. They're yeah, changing yeah. the world. And you want to work at Google, right? Yeah. Hey. You want to <laughs> work at Microsoft. And then now it's like, oh, no, they did change the world. It sucks. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they made the world shitty. <laughs> they made it bad. No, the, the thing I miss was that early period before 2008. There was a brief little time between this period where it's like it's all kind of like strange and new. Right. And like social networking is just starting to pop up and whatever. And then there's this tiny little sliver of time between like 2006 and 2008 where you could just like eke out a living just scamming people on fucking like <laughs> just the most generic sounding web shit in the world. Yeah. Like I I think Kyle, I think I might have told you about this before, but I had a job for a little while like making websites in big air quotes, like making websites for like big companies around the city where like we would just go in and like consult with them and then like literally just sh- set up the same old shitty like Dragon Ball Z fan site that I would have made as a child just I knew HTML so I could make like a wet, a landing page for these companies. <laughs> yep. 
That shit oh, yeah. fucking ruled, man. No, that was can, the best. You can basically still do that, but it's just like there's a lot more competition. But if you just put like a hundred dollars for a website on Craigslist, you will get it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, for sure. But I used to like I mean, during this time, two thousand six, two thousand eight, I smelled like shit and I was like a fucking crust punk. I was disgusting. <laughs> and I would show up at like real companies. I'm telling you, real companies. I'd show up at their offices and they'd look at me with my fucking dread mullet and they'd be like they'd be like, dude, that guy is so web. <laughs> <laughs> that's not something you hear anymore by the way young people you never hear anybody say somebody looks so web anymore <laughs> i mean jeremy might be making that up i've never heard anybody call anybody web <laughs> your look is so web <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's a new york thing <laughs> from like four years before i got here <laughs> this guy you look so internet <laughs> Um, yeah. But yeah, so the movie is bad. The movie uh, is bad. Yeah, but it say. is it is pressure. I don't know what do you, what would you call it. It's like they're right, but well, like yes. wrong also. Where it's they're like right about this stuff all being like very pernicious and like ha- like having this dark underbelly. I think the stuff specifically around like Microsoft and their antitrust things, like their vision of that is not the way that tech has ruined society. Right. That was very ineloquent, but like... Oh, I see what you're saying. You're just like saying social that... social networks like, and, and misinformation and things like that are like a huge element that aren't... That isn't like what this is warning about. Yeah, like algorithmically yeah. like blasting you yeah. with like the same sort of ads and information and yeah. stuff. And like, yeah, it's... it's But they could never know something like that, right? But That's it's like... True. it's it's <laughs> Hideo Kojima knew. But it's like the things the things around like stealing code and whatever yeah. is like kind of a little iffy. But the thing that's interesting is that like for a movie called Antitrust that has this looming thing about the Justice Department like looking into nerve and whatever, it's a yeah. very light touch with the antitrust stuff. They don't really talk about it very much. They definitely only, don't explain yeah. it very well. Yeah. There's really only one scene that like has any kind of point to make about corporate America and like in the structure is when they're like going through like who to leak the information to and it's like right oh yeah. no CNN it works with Microsoft and and or nerve mm-hmm. or whatever and yeah, like that and that, <laughs> and that part I was like yes okay I see that's a yes good Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Message. Because cool. that was like Opinion. MSNBC is owned by Microsoft. <laughs> yeah. Uh, ABC is owned by Disney. Like, yeah. Right. But, yeah. And also, they went to the Department of Justice and they were also on the take. And like, that was one of the most, I thought, uh, the best parts where it was like, even the guy who said, like, uh, the guy yeah, who come see me if you see anything bad. Like, I suspect that they're doing something bad. That guy's being paid by Microsoft, and he works for the government. You know, and this sort yeah. of like, what did he see there? By the way, does anybody did anybody flag yeah, that? Like, what does he a, notice? So he had a code name. He had a code name that was like ND forty seven, which was yes. also his like football jersey on the wall. Oh, so yeah. in my head canon, there's like a small chance that that was a totally a coincidence. And this guy yeah, had nothing to do. <laughs> he just happened to play football with the number 47. Yeah, that's, and that's very what, funny. The movie is actually one of the reasons it's bad is because it spends its time trying to maybe be like, I feel like this might be, just be me, but I feel like he, the director was trying to like invoke the 
Francis Ford Coppola movie, The Conversation, where mm-hmm. it was like he was like, oh, well, he would be paranoid this whole time. So I'm going to like do a bunch of scenes where you don't know whether people are like uh, are trying to get him or not. Um, and it's like he's we're trying to examine his paranoia but you showed us all of the truth like we know (laughs) exactly what's happening and it doesn't really matter if this person is aware or not uh it's just and he's usually right so it doesn't really matter um (laughs) but yeah I, i i don't know i think that one of the things it's also really confused about is the fact that uh the beginning of the movie is them like take vc funding <laughs> and right, right. Like, the cool underground kids do a startup and take vc money <laughs> right. that was and the really like, annoying start to this movie for me because i was just like oh am, are, am i supposed to like these characters like <laughs> <laughs> i guess and we're rooting for them the other weird thing at the beginning of the movie and and happens throughout this as well is the utterly bizarre musical choices because the beginning of the movie opens and it's like these like college kids, you know, moving into their garage to like start their little tech startup and whatever. And the music is like, like the fucking like Hobbit Shire. It's like weird, like <laughs> a lot flute of that. and like, and, and, and like string instruments sort of like jaunty shit. <laughs> really bizarre. Yeah. It's a really, it's just a really like confused movie that doesn't really seem to have a very, strong point of view except that like big businesses it's very like that sort of like 90s like i know that corporations are bad like right (laughs) it's not that they're anti-capitalist or anything it's just like you can't be doing this because it's unfair we -hmm. can't compete which is what capitalism is about it's about competition (laughs) well and that's what i was gonna say before i kind of forgot i trailed off but like with the antitrust stuff and how they like don't really touch on it very much you can tell that that was the kind of movie that they thought they were trying to make and maybe even like filmed and wrote a bunch of stuff for it and whatever and then at some point just completely lost their nerve and were like i don't (laughs) think like i don't think the audience is going to even get this so let's just have it be that he beats people to death and steals (laughs) Yeah, we haven't like talked enough about how absolutely bonkers this plan is. (laughs) It's just like coders around the country just keep turning up dead. He's he's bugged like ostensibly hundreds of programmers' home offices in order to spy on them. Never explain, and then just mysteriously kills them off with his like henchman that looks like Smash Mouth. Yeah, well, that's the problem with this movie is that like the he's already doing like predatory hiring yeah. and like trying to you know he's also hacking and stealing people's you code. Literally, yeah, you What's don't the need point to of do murder? that part. You don't need to do that part. And personally per- overseeing yeah. it, fifty percent of engineers, especially the ones that are like super into engineering, do not care what their code is used for. Like he <laughs> yeah, had no, there was no like moral argument that he had to overcome <laughs> that it needed to involve st- stealing and murder. Like <laughs> he was at best doing this to stay save like a few million dollars. Yeah, yeah. and like it's a billion dollar that company. Much time it doesn't no. seem like that seems like a very time consuming process to go and murder all these people. <laughs> They should have set it up as a budgetary issue. They have this whole thing where it's like, you know, we, we got to get the thing out in time. It's 40 days. Are we going to hit right. it? 
They should have just said like it's this is going to cost too much. Your plan is too ambitious. <laughs> Literally, Don't worry, it would have I made know more sense corners to like kidnap and like force people to work. Yeah, and like uh-huh. kidnap their families. That would have made at least economic sense in some weird way. But like, <laughs> yeah, but Jeremy, you're, yeah, you're probably right that it was like a much smarter screenplay that was like actually made any sense. Right, it, it has a lot of the hallmarks of something that you know where it's coming from. Uh, morally uh, and economically and and what it seems to understand about the industry seems like it was written by somebody who had an idea of what they were talking about and then it was just like written by a bunch of suits who were like this isn't exciting enough there needs to be life or death (laughs) on the line and then they ended up making a movie where like Bill Gates is killing people for their code <laughs> with a baseball <laughs> bat and shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not even like make it look like an accident. Like, yeah, just <laughs> just yeah. go in and beat him to death, and then just like spray paint racist shit on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then blame it on like roving gangs of a- a- people who hate Asians. <laughs> yeah, um, unbelievable. Very strange. Um, is there anything else to to cover here? Oh, the end uh, of it is that he, you know, he does the whole video dump where he's like, Bill Gates kills people, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And anyway, here's the code available at skullbox.com. Uh, this is kind of in the spirit of the Beverly Hills Cop thing where it's like you can break the law if it means that you're bringing down a criminal. Like, I'm pretty sure that you're not allowed to, like, just rob people if it means you stop them from murdering somebody. Like, you can't, like, burglarize somebody's home in order to stop them killing somebody. <laughs> Well, they did uh, – the thing that surprised me is, like, they cut – when they cut out the TV stream, it's, like, Jay Leno. And they just, like, override them. And, like, mm-hmm. of any government agency that would get mad about this, like, the FCC will f- will kill you yes, if you, that's like, true. hijack a network stream. Like, they're still <laughs> looking for that guy who did that, like, Max Headroom prank. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Like, they wouldn't – like, they would have been indicted for sure on that alone. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, now so he's funny a at the end, he's for like, exposing – yeah, he's yeah. being interviewed by all these news people who are just like, are you going to testify and whatever? Nobody's like, hey, how did you do that? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you should not be allowed to. We're going to arrest you and send you yeah. to Guantanamo. We all work for television. We're mad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's a shitty movie. Uh, it's really, like we said before, the acting is really bad. The story barely makes any sense. Uh, it uh, looks crazy. Um it's it, it almost has like a made for video or like made for TV kind of quality to it. Really the only thing that stops it from feeling like like straight up straight to video uh movie release is that Tim Robbins is in it. Yes. And he's like yeah. you know, passable, I guess, as he's Tim fine. Robbins. Yeah. He's doing fine, yeah. He's yeah. Tim Robbins. And I think so, uh, I think Brian Felipe does fine. I think it's it's everybody else pretty much is just <laughs> I feel awful. like I I love Go that ahead. Tim Robbins was uh, just always eating potato chips. Yes, that's my what was that about? Po- they love that's the my potato one, like, chips. That's my one positive, like, dumb, like, fun, quirky character thing. I thought yeah, that was yeah, cool. Yeah. They love the potato chips in this movie. Yeah, okay, well, yeah. I'll, if we're going to say one good thing about it, uh, like, the one scene where he gets there, he's really wary about, like, working at this, like, big evil corporation, and then he, like, meets, uh, you know, Bill Gates or whatever. What is his name? Mm-hmm. I keep forgetting his Gary name. Winston. Gary, Gary Winston. Gary Winston. Yeah. He meets, you know, this guy, this billionaire or whatever. 
and it's like he's a little nervous and then like they really sink into like nerd talk in mm-hmm. at least from tim Bro- tim robbins like side really convincing nerd talk where he's just like gets really giddy and excited about like yeah, code yeah. and i was like oh this is that was nice like that that scene i thought was really pretty good um and that's about it i have to say yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah i can't um, recommend it and one one final thing before we we sign off and it's very quick uh the other titles for this movie in other markets <laughs> oh, yeah. are conspiracy.com oh, yeah. and startup <laughs> startup is like not anywhere near menacing enough and yeah. conspiracy.com is way too stupid <laughs> like it's too on the nose <laughs> um i think antitrust is a great i always loved that title because it's like I didn't know what that word meant when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah, so I was just like, oh, it's a some legal word that also sounds like distrusting a person, um, which is what the movie's about. Yeah. So I thought that was a great title. Honestly, yeah, good title for like what, you, part of for the what they did. Can't fault them there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show, Kyle. Uh, would Thank you like you. to plug anything? Oh, goodness. Uh Hello. Uh, you just listened to me, Kyle Erf, K-Y-L-E-E-R-F. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. I am a comedy writer and game developer, so we've got a game out called Dodo Peak. It's like a, it's like an action arcade platformer in the style of Qbert or Frogger. So if you like those okay. kinds of things, it's out now on Nintendo Switch and Apple Arcade. Uh, or otherwise, just you know, uh, look me up and all my stuff's listed. <laughs> At Kyle Erf at Kyle Earth. Give the man a follow. And then you can also follow me at uh, Kingdom Monsography. You can follow Jeremy at Jeremy Thunder. Follow the show at Jen Lost Pod. And like Jeremy said in the middle bumper, we are now <laughs> uh, <laughs> plugging the Patreon in the middle of the show. Patreon.com <laughs> slash Generation Loss. Uh, Bonus like- episodes. Make Bryn watch The Sopranos. And then we will uh, see you in the Discord. Control you, 100% natural.